Christy Bilbrey. Right after college, I started my career in the Senate press office and then the White House. For the next seven years, I worked in corporate marketing before starting my own business. As soon as I did, the one thing I realized that none of those experiences taught me was how to market myself. Promoting yourself can mess with your head. Discovering brand storytelling and learning how to put it to work in my messaging saved my business. Once I learned this, I started teaching other business owners how to put it to work in their business as well. I created the Business That Story Built podcast to help strengthen the stories we tell ourselves and the stories we tell others. Audiences crave the human side of businesses. They want to get to know you, follow you, and interact with you outside of the buying experience. This can be intimidating to say the least. If you're ready to take your mindset and your messaging to the next level, then you're in the right place. Let's get started. After I finished interviewing Victor Antonio on last week's episode, we kept talking off air and we're having a really great conversation and he was giving all these additional tips and insights and I said, wait, 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 we need to record this. So I hope you enjoy part two of our interview today. So we, so we just bought a, uh, my wife was really about getting a new bathroom, right? Remodeled, right? And the guy was so good. Cause I'm like, I, it's funny. Cause as a consumer, I'm like, I'm watching you. Cause I know what salespeople do, but then as a sales trainer, I'm going, oh, that's good. Oh, that's really good. Oh, that's, you know, so I'm conflicted. Right. And so what he did towards the end was just brilliant. So we settled on the price and he said, look, Here's what's going to happen now. He says, and he has Zypad. He goes, you know me. That's my face. Okay. I'm your point of contact. Whatever goes wrong. Da, 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 da. Because I can cancel within 48 hours, right? So he's trying to prevent the cancel. Mm-hmm. So da da, 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 I'm your guy. Now, here's the next person. Now, this person right here, he's going to come in about a week or so. And he's going to do a walkthrough, da, 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 take the measurement, da, da. After that, we're going to wait like six, whatever. Oh, it's a long time. It's like uh, six to eight weeks, something like that. And then after that, here's your design. It has his face too. That's mm-hmm. that. But remember, then the last picture is him again. I'm your guy. Whatever you need. You got my car. You got to call me. You got to text me. I'm your guy. And you're like, all right, he's my guy. Yeah. But he walked us through the process. And sure enough, they've kept to the process. But it's like, remember, I always say that, that sales is about, you know, I always tell people to do this exercise like this. It's about certainty and anxiety. And if there's an equal amount of certainty and anxiety, people won't make a buying decision. Obviously, if there's too much anxiety, they're not going to make a buying decision. Our job is to increase certainty and reduce anxiety. Mm-hmm. Then people will make a buying decision. Him shaping the path, telling them, here's how it's going to work. Yeah. It's like, you, I can feel my amygdala, my reptilian brain just calming down. Oh, mm. And for Carrie in this case, uh, as soon as you start saying, here's all you got to do, yeah. and just explain, and then just chunk them. Even though there, there could be like uh, 50 steps, right? Right. And that's why I don't want to overwhelm. You don't do that. I said, look, there's the record piece, right? Then there's the edit piece. Then there's the distribution piece. That's it. There's only three steps here, Carrie. Mm-hmm. That's it. Oh, okay. Three steps. Now we know it's a little more detailed in there. Sure. But all she needs to know is like, people just want to know, what do I need to do? Right. You just go, like, go, 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 and it's done. I take over and then boom, distribution. And people get to know you. And then people go, oh, okay. And maybe that's a real mental block. Yeah. Nothing to do with, I don't have time. Every time people say, I don't have time. I'm like, really? Everybody has time, especially if they're passionate about it. They just are scared to tell you why they can't do it. Mm. Yeah. 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 I've, t- I've talked to people who are, um, 
like when the pandemic hit, I lost back in March of 2020, the cancellations of all my contracts started rolling in. And so within two months, I'm like, oh, this is not good. So I just, man, I reconfigured this whole studio <laughs> and I built it out. And I actually not only got all my money back, I made, I grew like 18%. Wow. Right? And so people were asking me, well, yeah, you know how to do this. I'm like, no, you don't understand. I got a, I got a room of uh, what I call room of woes. The room of woes is all the dumb equipment or stupid equipment that I bought that didn't work. You know what I mean? It's just, and it's, I'm looking at some of it right now. And it's <laughs> like, you know, and people just see this, the final product. And they go, yeah. oh, it was easy. No, it wasn't. And so I, I spent a lot of money. But everybody who wants to do what I do with studios like this, the biggest thing is like, well, I just don't have the time. No, it's not that. You just don't know what to do, do you? And I've had people go, yeah. What if I send you a list of things to buy? Once you buy them, give me a call and I'll walk you through the process. And you're like, okay. And again, it's like that. So keep, that's part of the building the confidence in them to do something. That they're not in it alone. Yeah. Yeah. And again, if you give them a roadmap, what's going to happen? Here's how it works. Not that hard. Chunk, 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 chunk. And then never do more than five steps. That's what I always say. Three okay. to five is, is the ultimate number of steps I would do with somebody. But I think the, the whole releasing the mental breaks, once you, again, once you start looking at things through that prism, that the, the, their lack of confidence, because there's something they don't know how to do. When people says, Victor, I don't like to sell. That's, you've been selling all your life. That's mm -hmm. not it. You just don't know how to sell or you don't think you'd be good at it. Which one is it? Yeah. Now I do that a lot to people. You don't know what to do or you don't think you'll be good at it. Right. Which one it? I've had people go both. Yeah. <laughs> and to which I say, both can be solved very quickly. <laughs> you know, you know what I mean? So it's like, as soon as then I said, I, I, I don't know what to do. Well, let me walk you through it. Let's figure out a process, right? And the process will be so simple that even you can do it. So we'll knock out two birds with one stone. And they're like, okay, but do you think I can do it? I'm going to show you. I don't want you to sell. I want you to share. People go, can you share? Yeah, I can do that. All right, good. All I'm doing is reframing their brain. So they go, oh, I get it. I yeah. get it. That's yeah. It. Yeah. So usually because women are more, and again, not trying to categorize people, but women are more, because they're more nurturing, more caring, they're more patient and not as bullying as guys could be. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of this, I, 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 I always use this analogy and people laugh, but I, I think to some extent that's true, but I can't prove it. If you go all the way back in time, like caveman time, right. Guys are out hunting, Right. Families are sharing the large cave, right? That's how tribes stay together. The men are hunting. They're telling each other to shut up, right? Because they're like, Shh, we're trying to hunt something here. Don't make any noise. So we just right. run at each other, right? <laughs> right. That's, where we're, that's why we lack communication skills. But now you go, back to the, you go back to the cave and what's happening there? It's more of a communal thing, right? Mm -hmm. Everybody's communicating with each other because each family's trying to take care of each other's kids, right? If you can imagine it that way, all the... All the women, all the wives are trying to take care of the family, right? And if you look at Facebook, the reason that the, the, the fastest growing demographic in face is Facebook are women is because it's a very communal thing. It's very mm -hmm. like, you know, and again, I think that is a big advantage that women have in sales. They know how to be more nurturing. Like this is your time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Huh. Everybody's always like ABC, all the ABC stuff, always be closing. All that stuff is dying slowly. What people mm. want now is nurturing with knowledge. That combination. Yes. 
And if you, and, and again, I think it's more natural for women to do that because it's part of your DNA. It's how you were raised, how you're, how, you know, how we're kind of programmed. I'm not saying guys can't do that. Guys will probably listen to this goes, well, I can be nurturing too. I know you can. Um, again, there are no, are no absolutes, but I think our approach is the way we've been programmed as men is like sink or swim, right? Yeah. You know, we're just harder on each other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, that's unfortunate, but there it is. And so that's why I think women to some extent have a large advantage, a big advantage when it comes to selling. And I think women have automatically a more, your view is more trusting, right? Yeah. I, I, like I said, I like working with women better mm-hmm. because I think we have more of a dialogue and because women are more empathetic. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They're looking out more or men are more inward. And again, I know I'm stereotyping guys are going to hate me for this conversation, but there it is, uh, you know? And so I think that's why women have an advantage in today's market. I think, you know, and one of the, uh, when I talk to women in selling and, you know, when I'm, when I'm training confidence is the one I think you brought up already mm-hmm. is the big one. They lack confidence. I'm like, what, How, what do you mean you lack confidence? Like, what are you intimidated by? And I think they're intimidated <laughs> by men, right? In general, they're intimidated by men when they shouldn't be. They just have to figure out to sell their way, their style. Mm-hmm. They think they have to be aggressive. You're not aggressive. Don't try to be it. Every yeah. person should show with their own style. And I've always loved, uh, there's a Bruce Lee saying I always use that says, uh, when he was, uh, Bruce Lee, when he came up with his own fighting style, Jeet Kune Do, was that he found like karate too rigid. Mm. Kung Fu was too fluid, too many styles, right? So he came up with Jeet Kune Do, Way of the Invisible Fist, the translation. And in there he said, it's his style. And so when he's training people, he say, absorb what is useful, discard what is not, and then mm. add what is uniquely yours. Now think about that. Absorb mm. what is useful, discard what is not, then add what is uniquely yours. That's sales training. Yeah. I give people content and I remind them, look, I'm gonna give you a lot of content. Take what you want. It's like buffet a la carte. Take what you want, right? And then leave what you don't want and then add what is yours, how you would say it, how you would do it. And I think we need to remind people, not just men, women and men, everybody, mm-hmm. that you've got to find your style for selling and be yeah. confident in that style. I think that's what people were saying. I'm not confident in my style or way of mm-hmm. selling. Yeah, I I'm haven't saying. developed a style. And so it's, yeah, yeah, letting them. And to which I tell them, you have a style. Hmm. You just like, you have, as you say, you got to let it just come out. Yeah. They do have a style. We all have a style. I, I remember when I started this, my speaking business, right? I wasn't making a lot of money, wasn't getting booked a lot. And it's because I was doing what they taught me in, in, in Toastmasters, right? Tell them what you're going to tell them, tell them, and then tell them what you just told them. Basic structure of a speech. And then I remember Stephen Covey's book from way back when, uh, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And I remember the circle of influence has always been a very powerful concept or mm. paradigm for me, where it says there's the circle of concern, things you can't control, circle of influence are things you can control. So I said, what can I control? I said, well, I can't control who books me, how much money they're going to pay me, how much, you know, how many gigs I'll be able to get in a year, but I can't control how I present. And that's when I switched up my style Hmm. and I became me. And it was very scary, by the way, because I remember the first time I did a presentation, the Victor Antonio way, like a hundred percent unadulterated Victor Antonio, which is, uh, I always call it like an edutainment thing. You educate, Mm -hmm. but you entertain at the same time. And I was so scared to do it. You understand, Christy, it was, I was scared. (laughs) And I remember the response was incredible. The next day I had, not a college, I went to speak at a a telecom company and I was like, well, do I go back to what I know or do I do the new style? And finally, the last minute, literally almost before I walked on stage, I went with my new style and the response was incredible. Wow. 
because it's authenticity is what they're looking for. Mm -hmm. Right. And I think, so I think everybody has a style. I think people are afraid to let go and let their style out. And I think yeah. once you let your style out and that takes courage to do that, mm -hmm. by the way, the opposite of courage is lack of confidence, right? Yeah. They don't have the confidence, but if they had the confidence, this is how I sell. I'm from Joyce. I sell like this, Victor. I'm real blunt, real hard, right? <laughs> or I'm from Minnesota. Yeah, for sure. You bet you're really nice. I just want to suggest a couple of things, right? Whatever it may be, find your style and be confident in that style. And I think that's when you'll become great at selling. Oh, so yeah. good. So good. Okay. I am totally going to try and trouble you for more questions. Okay. Um, because you mentioned paid speaking, um, I want to get into that. A lot of my clients want to get into that. And what would you say? I know you said that was hard. What do you think is the hardest part? Like initially, initially finding the contacts, learning how to pitch and do that. Or what is the hardest part to get started in that? The hardest part is planting a flag. Let me, let me explain mm. what I mean by that. Because everybody will give you, well, yeah, no, let me tell you what the hard part is, is picking a, a, a battle flag. So for me, sales influence became my battle cry, finding the why and how people buy. Look, that's what I'm going to focus on. How do people buy? Do you want to talk about leadership? No, I don't want to talk about leadership. Do you want to talk about teamwork? No, I don't want to talk about teamwork. I want to find out how people buy, right? That, that was my thing. So that was my flag. This okay. is my topic. It's my flag, right? And so what happens is that all of a sudden, several things begin to happen. You start seeing things. Like when you buy a car for the first time, then you start noticing that car on the road. That selective mm -hmm. perception kicks in. So now if you say, I'm all about behavioral science, neuroscience, how people buy, decision-making theory, you start seeing these things, right? Yeah, so it makes then sense. You start, you, you start consuming this stuff, right? Mm -hmm. Start integrating this stuff. And then, only then, do you then turn it around, push it out, so to speak, and then now you position yourself as a domain expert, mm. right? So what yeah. I did was I took time to absorb, reflect, almost like create content through my podcast or videos. I mm -hmm. love creating videos and podcasts because sometimes we put a loop in our head. Yeah. We think we know it, but it isn't until you speak it, say it, present it to see if you really know it. And when you got to get behind the yeah. microphone like this and say, you know, welcome to the Sales Influence Podcast, where we talk about buying and how people buy. Today, I want to talk about this subject. And you say it with authority, like you know what you're talking about, because you've absorbed it. You, What's that? I'm looking for a word. When you make it yours mm -hmm. and you push it through your filter, right? That's This gets back to authenticity. Because I sometimes I'll read something, I go, ah, crap's too complicated. Let me simplify it. Let me use my victorisms to explain it. That's when okay. you know you're starting to hit your style. So what then began to happen, I started cranking up YouTube. My first YouTube videos were horrible. Horrible. <laughs> I look back and I go, ugh. Uh, I, by the way, people said me, this is almost a, a compliment and a, a slap in the face at the same time. They go, you know, Victor, uh, I came across one of your earlier videos. And when I saw how bad you were, I realized that I could probably be a great speaker too. <laughs> I go, yeah, I don't know how to take that one. But I just started. That's the other thing. Most people just don't want to start. Like the lady mm -hmm. you mentioned with podcast, every excuse for not wanting to start, just put it out there. Yeah. You know what I mean? I guess my most popular video, which now has almost 2 million views on YouTube, was a video that I was reluctant to put online. I, it was a rant for 15 minutes. And I was like, I, I'm, not, I'm not putting that up there. It's a rant. And I had it on my hard drive for two to three months. And then I didn't have content one week. I said, ah, screw it. Put that one up there. <laughs> Took off. Because what you think is gold is gold to you but not to the right. audience out there. And you'd be amazed at what people like. You go, why do I like that? That's to me is just junk. And they're like, no, no, we love that victim. I'm like, okay. And mm -hmm. so 
I don't know if I answered your question, but what happened to me was uh, I found my, my battle cry, right? This is what I'm focused in on. So when people ask me, what are you talking about? This is what I talk about. People go, well, there's a lot of competition in sales. I don't care. You don't understand. I'm going to become so good at this, that Steve Martin line, they're going to have to pay attention to me. I don't remember mm-hmm. Steve Martin, the comedian, said that be so good they can't ignore you. Yeah. That's a beautiful line, right? Be so good that they can't ignore you. And so what I did was I, I just started just consuming content and then creating my content my way. Build my YouTube channel and then eventually my podcast channel. And then people started finding me. I hardly spend anything on marketing because people mm. find me through YouTube. Yeah. And so, yeah, anybody can do it. It's okay. not easy. There's no switch. You just turn off. You just become very popular. But I think you have to become a domain expert at something. Mm-hmm. Like, what would be yours? What would be yours? If you were like your battle flag, what would be your battle flag? Let's do it. Um, I would say brand story. That was really, that was really for me. And then it's kind of morphed into a PR agency, but it's all mm-hmm. centered around communicating your stories in a very yeah. authentic way, whether that's on your podcast or right. in, you know, getting. It's almost, like, how to, it's almost like how to blow up your brand, right? How to take your brand and just blow it out there, right? What, yeah. Whatever that that core message is that you come up with, for me, is finding the why and how people buy. To mm-hmm. wake me up with dead sleep. I'll tell you, that's the line, right? And I think everybody should have a line, you know, that people go, oh, I get it. Because yeah. finding the why and how people buy tells you, I don't teach you how to sell. I teach you how people buy. Mm-hmm. And people go, oh, that's different. Immediately, I get that. Oh, that's different. It's almost like a pattern interrupt, right? And so mm-hmm. as soon as you find that line for branding, then you can just say it. Then you go, here's what I do. And people go, oh, okay, I got you. And then yeah. now you, what happened, that, that becomes like this core element. And then every now starts kind of, and you start pulling content that relates to that core element. And what happens is you become so good at what you do, what you talk about that, you know, people hire you. Yeah. That's why I always tell people, I said, please don't be gentle with me. I said, man, challenge me. Because the thing is, if you can make me hiccup, you just help me plug a hole. Mm, yeah. In my it's knowledge true. base. It's true. And I love that. But if you give me, that's why I get bored. People go ask me, okay, great. Nice question. Nice question. Back, back. But when people make me think, push me back on my heels, like, oh, okay, here we go. You know, I get excited. I'm like, oh, here we go. Because if I see a hole, I don't, I don't shrink, you know, shrink from that and go, man, I really don't know as much as I thought. I go, oh, damn it. She found a hole. Got to plug that one. Now, now I got to go research that damn thing and figure out what that is. So it doesn't happen again. Yeah. And then to now fast forward in my career, uh, like I said, I was just in Singapore doing an event and they put me in a room with all their national directors, senior people, like senior people. And the lady's trying to warn me, okay, Victor, these are senior people, blah, blah, blah. I said, to, in my head, I'm going, so? Bring them on. You know, I said, no, no. I said, I said, I'll be fine. Okay, but just remember, there's a lot of experience in there. Got it. <laughs> First opening questions, I said, I expect you guys to give me a question so hard that I can't answer it. And if you do that, I have a present for you. And they're like, what? And it's like, just went right at them. And Let's just say that even after I finished, they followed me into the hallway, still asking me questions. Wow. Because when you know your content, people mm-hmm. feel you know your content. They want to get that advice from you. But you start attracting all these opportunities, like speaking opportunities. And so I did a bunch for free. Okay. Uh, and I tell a story how I did one for like, uh, first of all, I had like 250 or 500 bucks. And I was afraid to ask for that, you know, and then. Uh, yeah, that's real. Day, Oh yeah, that's, that's totally real. I did a, so many for free. I still do a couple occasional ones for free because it's just advantageous, right? So again, I discount when needed and I'll do a free one when needed. Mm. Uh, and so today, uh, let me see, my keynotes are $20,000. Wow. And I really don't have to negotiate those, by the way. 
Did not really? Three, three out of 10 are negotiated. That's it. Wow. That's it. Three out of 10 are negotiated. You know, uh, I've created so much content on the Sales Velocity Academy that that's created another income stream for me. I even licensed this thing out now and that's created another income stream. Because this happens a lot. I'm guilt. I do this and then mm -hmm. people do this to me is I'm just trying to investigate right now and find out what the pricing is. And mm -hmm. so, you know, they do the sales call and so they call okay. again? are they calling in? How are they doing that? Um, we'll do a Zoom. We'll do a Zoom discovery call, right? And they're like, I'm interested. I want to learn more about this, how you could potentially help me with this. And then they come on and they listen, great connection. And then it's okay. Um, so I don't have the money. I'm, I think I will have it soon and be in touch. And so it's kind of like a kicking the can down the road a few months. And like, what do you recommend for, for those? Okay. So let's, let's, let's construct and deconstruct. Okay. So is, is it, how did you get the meeting for the zoom call? How did the person arrive? Okay. So order? this one that I'm thinking of right now came through a referral from an existing client, an existing client. Okay. So, so um, first of all, the existing client, I would say, what did you tell them? Right. Okay, that would be the first thing mm -hmm. I, I would actually train my, my people who I've worked with. I said, by the way, this is the ideal client profile mm -hmm. the person who has, I'm making this up. They're a trainer, a consultant. They have a book. They want to get do a podcast and they're ready to get started. Something like that. And you could create other little barriers, something, mm -hmm. something simple that they can remember. So let's say you reach out, right? Okay. And I like to pre-qualify people. Like I put my pricing on my website. If you go to a website right now, you'll see my pricing. And people go, we should never leave pricing. You want them to call in? I go, no, I don't. <laughs> no, I don't. Because, see, because this is why I have a high close rate, by the way, because they go to my website and they see my pricing because they can download the brochure. So if you go to Victor Antonio and you hit keynotes, you'll be able to download my brochure. There it is, $20,000. Now, I'll say, first question out of my mouth is, did you get a chance to go to my website and download my brochure? Okay. And they go, yes. I'm like. Then they already know. Yeah. There's no discounting on this one. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because it's, you know, they already know the price, right? They already know mm -hmm. that they've pre-qualified themselves. And so sometimes we think we don't want to do that, but we do. Right. And so I would ask like a, a friend of mine, Will Barron, you know, Will Barron, he does that salesman red. No. Uh, he's out of the UK. And for you to have a coaching call with him, he says, I'll do a free coaching call with you to understand your needs. And then he has him fill out a form. Right. And in that form, there's, there's one or two triggers, qualifying triggers. In other words, uh, if it's something you're willing to do within the next month, right? Something you're going to implement right away within the next month, that's one trigger. If you say no, something I'm thinking about, then he'll just have like an autoresponder respond to you after the form is submitted. The oh, other so that's one before is, the call. Before the call. And then the other one is, you know, what's your budget? Yeah. And then if they submit a number below his threshold, he said, maybe now's not the right time. Has the autoresponder already set up? Man, you eliminate a lot of stuff that way. Yeah. So if you're yeah. being frustrated by people who don't have the money or don't have the time, Mm -hmm. uh, but, but I, I would just challenge you a little bit to question the, I don't have time or money, mm -hmm. money and time. I just like, mm. cause if I if I get on the call, I'm not going to tell you about my services. You, try this, try this technique. Well, I should ask you. So I get on a zoom call with you, right? Mm -hmm. How did, give me the process that you use. Give me the process that you use. Let me yeah. So I usually ask about what they do kind of do a, Needs okay, I'm, a sales, I'm a sales trainer. I do sales training right now. Let's do this real time. Okay. So, and this is more for podcast guest pitching, which I 
do a lot of. So, okay. So you do a lot of sales training. What are the primary ways that you are marketing that right now? Website and social media right now. Well, and that, that can be great and that can certainly help, but nothing is going to grow you faster than getting in front of other people's audience because okay, I've. So, so stop right there. Yeah. So you have to destabilize my confidence first. Okay. Or else I won't listen to you. Mm. Right. Okay. So for example, let's reverse it now. Okay. okay. So how do you, Christy, how do you get your traffic today? So let's look at your website first. I'm always curious about this. How many visitors are you getting a day? 25. 25. Out of those 25, how many are unique visitors? Oh, this is usually the way the conversation goes. A visitor is somebody who comes back often. A unique visitor comes for the first time. Mm-hmm. And what we're concerned about is how many new people find you every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the fact that we don't know that number, that's already putting us at a disadvantage. You at a disadvantage, right? Uh, the average website today maybe gets five to 10 unique visitors a day if they're lucky. That's five or 10. That's not a lot of people. Yeah. Now, on social media, what now I'm, notice what I just did. I just destabilized your confidence. By yeah. Your okay. So I did. Mm-hmm. And then I go, let's move over to social media. I said, what are you currently selling? Like, what's your product? You sell services, branding. I said, and then I'll say, what, what channels are you using right now? Oh, Instagram and LinkedIn. I said, on those, let's walk through Instagram first. Because here's what I know about Instagram. For your, for your service, mm-hmm. you may be able to generate some business. Have you generated any business from that at all? Mm-hmm. And then I start digging. And you're like, no, no, not really. Okay, I'm destabilizing you. Yeah. I said, why haven't you looked at LinkedIn? Mm-hmm. You're going to go, I don't know. I said, well, here's why, here's why I'm asking you about LinkedIn. Because here you can actually target people, da, 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 whatever it may be. And all I'm doing is that. I said, so, you know, if we don't have a strong web presence, we have a strong social media challenge. One of the things I want to present to you that I think will have a stronger impact than either of these and a more immediate impact is this. Because, and then I ask you this question, what's your average deal size? Like if you get one customer, I make this number up if you want. What's your average deal size? 12 grand. 12 grand. So $12,000. So we can, we can agree that if we can just get one client per month, $12,000 is a good number. Mm-hmm. So now, notice what I did. I anchored your number at 12,000. I brought it. Okay. okay. I said, so now when I talk about my services and I say, it's what's your service? Give me a number. What's your service per month? Per month, um, 2000 for 2000. So that means over six months, we can work together. All I got to do is get one client and you got your money back. You're break even. Anything after that is just bonus. Mm-hmm. I said, based on clients I've worked with, you'll see, you're going to start seeing results within the first two months. Now, here's what you can do. I said, I don't want to do six months. Notice I stretched you to six months, right? The 12,000. Well, let's mm-hmm. not do that, Christy. Here's what I'm okay. going to propose. Let's just do three months. We're not going to do one month because it's not enough. Two months, maybe it'll get you somewhere. But I know by the, by the end of three months, we'll know. We'll be able to adjust the message, getting it right. And our, our goal is to do three months and to at least get one deal in the pipeline. Right? Now my math is going, okay, 12,000, 6,000. 12,000, 6,000. You see what I'm doing? I'm mm-hmm. guiding. And then, by the way, I'm also de-risking the deal. Yeah. I'm not saying give me six months. Let's just do three months. And you tell them that you say instead of six months. Okay. Yeah. So that they're I don't want to do six months. I, I anchor you out there. Mm-hmm. We go six months and six months I can get, we'll, we get one deal. We'll break even. Then after that, your content's out there. You're being branded. You'll make more, right? You'll get more leads. And then you and I can part ways. 
and I'll say thank you. You know, we'll move on. But let's do through this. Here's what I do with customers. I like to be realistic. I want to push it within only three months. Because personally, my job is not to keep you on for six months. I want to I want to get you up and running and out of my life in a beautiful way in three months. Because if you're making money and you know how to do this, whatever it may be, blah, blah, blah. But by pulling that, scaling it back, I just give them the confidence that, okay, I'm de-risking the deal. I'm taking the risk away. I'm not risking six months. I'm, I'm only doing three months. Mm-hmm. Something like that. That's kind so- of... Okay. So trans, I'm like transitioning to PR agency from just pitching for podcasts to now pitching for all kinds of things. So uh, my goal is to have, you know, longer contracts, but you're saying for new people say typically standard contracts are six months, but you know what, with you getting started, let's just do three and see, and then, and then you'll know by then. If Correct. But is, don't say words. Don't say phrases like really monitor your words. Don't say, and I know we're just messing around with practicing, yeah. but don't say, you know what? And you know what? Don't, don't do that. Just say, oh. be more authoritative. Okay. In other words, 12 months. He says, what I like to do with you is just do a three month because here's what's going to happen. Now watch me shape the path. Month number one, you and I, you and I are going to get used to each other. Mm-hmm. We're going to figure out the workflow. We're going to figure out the messaging. By the second month, we'll have this thing polished. And by the third month, I'm hoping we're closing really good deals here, right? And I'm hoping for more than one. Mm-hmm. And so I give you the path of why I think three. So I gave you the justification for the three. You can figure out yeah. the wording. Yeah. Uh, but I pulled it back three months. Now, what happens after three months is that they, they go, I don't want to do this on my own. Well, we can extend the contract. And by the way, you can add that verbiage in there. And after three mm-hmm. months, if you want to extend the contract, we won't have to do that. But let's just go back to three months. That is mm-hmm. known as the foot in the door strategy, right? I just yeah. want to get my foot in the door. And that's it. So if somebody says, I'm scared to do six months. I said, well, look, let's pull it all the way back. Notice how I use that visual. Let's pull it back to something I know that we can accomplish. And that is in the next three months, let you and I work together to get you branded. Da, 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 da. And, and let's leave it at that. And notice I'm not even discounting the price. I'm discounting no. the length of the contract. I like that. I and then like you pull that. that back. And so that's when you move into that. That's the advocacy mode. Here's what we're going to do. But here's mm-hmm. why. As soon as I say, here's why. Month number one, here's what we're going to do. Get to know each other, figure out the, 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 the workflow. Second, we'll have it down to routine. Third month, we found our pace. We got the pace. We know what's hitting. What messages are resonating? Get you on this podcast, whatever it may be. And then I think at that point, we'll look at extending the contract and that'll be your call. I've had, I just handed control back to you. That'll be your call. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then my famous closing line, this is the only closing line I have. Based on what we just talked about, is there any reason we shouldn't get started? And I just shut up. That's the only close I have, by the way. But is there any reason we shouldn't get started? Because now you've got to give me a reason for not getting started. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I, we were, it's not time. It's not money. Right? Because if, if your average deal size is $12,000, you can afford $2,000. Mm-hmm. If I can show you, you know, or, you know, say, here's what we typically find with our customers. First deal, second deal, whatever it may be. Give them some type of proof. So it's not the money. It's not the time. Because you only have to allocate so much time just to do this every day. So it's not money. It's not time. You need it. I think it's urgent. I think it's timely. Let's do this. And all they need is you to give them that confidence. Let's do this. Yeah. Because the biggest, the biggest thing you don't want to walk away with is regret. Mm-hmm. You should have done it. And again, and then some people go, well, I can just figure it out myself. Yes, you can. And you'll take a year, maybe two years to figure it out. If you want to wait that long, you know, blah, 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 blah. so I'm always thinking about what do people what are the objections always? And then my job is to block the objection. By blocking, I mean, I initiate the objection myself. 
Now, many people tell me that, mm. you know, they just don't have the time. Okay. Christy, if I could show you a workflow that would only cost you 15 minutes a day, do you have at least that much time? But yes, okay, let me show you the workflow. Here's all you gotta do. Based on what I've just shown you, can you now see how only 15 minutes a day you can execute this? Yeah, I can see that. That means that that objection won't come up again when I close the sale because I've already shut it down early. You know, and it's not money really, usually. Yeah, because I know the common objections. So building those into what I say makes sense instead of waiting to see if they're going to bring it up or not. Because even if they don't bring it up, they're probably thinking it. That is correct. I wrote a whole book. Uh, By the way, I got a video series online. Uh, It's called Blocking Objections. Uh, There's a video online. Uh, I got a more formal one in my academy, but look at the one online. It gives you a structure. Uh, And if you want, I can send you the book I created for. It's called Response Block Selling. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. How much do I owe you? You just gave me a one-to-one session. Most people people don't have a hard time just getting me on the mic. Uh, (laughs) No, I I, I want you to do well. I kind of like you. Uh, you Those those are some of the things you can do to kind of just close more deals. And I can go into long stories of why I know it worked because I've used it and I know it works. Even when I'm presenting, I'm blocking objections. Right. Like the story I told you about the lady who said, you're going to have all these executives in the room, yeah. you know, these top performers. I blocked the objection by saying, look, I can say something like this. Now, many of you have been in, this, in, this, in sales for 20, 25 years. Sometimes I ask them to raise your hand, which means, you know, a lot. I said, but one of three things is going to happen to you. One, you're going to learn something new. Two, I'm going to remind you of something that you did. You stopped doing that you should be doing. Or three, you're doing something and I just validate what you already know. Either way, you're not going to lose. And what do you think they always do? Okay. I covered all three, right? Learn yeah. something, put a new twist on something, validate what you already know. They all go, yeah, you're right. And no matter what I say, they're like, oh, I like this guy. He knows everything. You know, even if in their mind they go, already do, I already knew that. I've already blocked that objection because I said, yeah, there's certain things you already knew. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to remind you of them yeah. so you don't forget them. And people are always like, you see the look in their faces. They're like, this guy's just not afraid. And I think that's what people want. I, when I get on stage, it's like, I'm not afraid of people. When I talk to people on the phone, I'm not afraid of people, but I'm not rude. I'm just not afraid. Mm-hmm. And so that's what you got to do. That's what I mean about, you've got to have the confidence to imbue them with the confidence. Yeah. And somebody says, I can't do that. Tell me why you can't do that. Mm-hmm. Look, I'm a technophobe. Really? That's a nice iPhone you have there. Mm-hmm. And then I wait for that moment to hit them. Right. So if you can master an iPhone, you're not a technophobe. Is that a fair statement? We're on a computer, we're on a Zoom call right now. Is that technology? Yeah. So please don't tell me you're a technophobe and you can't right. figure this out. Of course you can. And they're like, okay, Victor. <laughs> really funny. Okay. You know, but I think, I think that's what they want. They want you to give them the confidence that they can do it. Yeah. So, makes like, total sense. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, we can go on about sales forever in a day, but hopefully that helped a little bit in terms of closing clients. Yeah. The whole, let me think about it. Uh, if you go online, I have this thing called, um, the let me think about it response. Okay, you yeah. Really, you should really learn it. Yeah. I, I created this response. And by the way, people have ripped me off and copied it. But the good thing is, mine is time stamped on YouTube. Uh, but if you type in, let me think about it, Victor Antonio. Okay. I got, I got the ultimate response, just tailored for you. But if somebody says, let me think about it. Don't say, well, what do you need to think about? Or when can I get back to you? It doesn't work. You say something like this. You say, let me think about it. I'll say, Christy, when someone tells me they need to think about it, it's either because they're not interested or they're interested, but they're just not sure. Which one is it? Not Shut interested. It down. Just not sure. And then you go, no, no, Victor, the majority, nine out of 10 will say, no, no, I'm interested. I'm just not sure. 
mm-hmm. right? And I said, I'm so glad you're interested because I think it's a good product or service for you. There's one of three reasons you're probably unsure. The first one is you don't see this product or service as a fit for what you're trying to do. Is that it? I'm giving you the short version. No, 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 I fit. Well, maybe if it is a fit, then maybe there's some feature that we're not offering, some functionality we're not giving you. Is there something missing? No, no, no. Victor, it's got everything I need. Then I'll say, Chrissy, well, if it is a fit, has all the features, functionalities you need, I have to assume at this point, it's a finance thing. Is that it? Notice what I just did. I just followed them. Right? Yeah. Now, there is a fourth F, by the way, because there's fit, feature, functionality, or finance. The fourth F is fear. Mm. Something in your presentation didn't make them feel comfortable. Because mm-hmm. if the person says, no, no, it's not the money. I don't have an issue with the money. Then you think, oh, okay, it's a fit feature. They're scared. It's fear. You didn't give them the confidence to make a buying decision to move forward. And so check that one out. Share with your audience. Again, yeah. so let me think about it, Victor Antonio on YouTube. Okay, I will. Cool. Very cool. Thank you so much for everything. We will see you next week. To succeed in business, you need brand awareness, authority, and trust. To get those, you need visibility. Podcasts offer each of these. It's a unicorn platform because it gives you the scarcest resource in digital marketing, attention. Did you know that 80% of podcast audiences listen to the entire episode and more than 50% consider buying from a brand or individual that they discover on a podcast? Building your own show and audience takes years. Grow faster by guest speaking on other podcasts to get more leads, build your SEO and strengthen your brand. To learn how my agency can help, email me at hello at christybilbury.com.